G'day and welcome to another episode of Spectrum Uncensored. Today I have with me Danika from Brisbane. Thank you for taking the time to chat to me today. Oh, no problems at all. Did you want to tell me a little bit about what you've been diagnosed with and when you were diagnosed? So it was almost uh, around two years ago now, I think, um, I was diagnosed with ADHD. Um, so basically my process was, okay, so uh, at the time I was working in an office and at the time I pretty much was like, I was struggling to focus during the day, as I do, and instead of actually doing what I actually had to do, I was instead watching YouTube videos on quarters. And watching that, I'm like, why does that feel so familiar, like the way that people are explaining like, what they're actually going through and how they actually feel about situations and how they um, put things in a certain pile and how they handle stuff. And I'm like, there's, there's obviously something weird here like the fact that I associate so much to these people but I'm not necessarily like a hoarder and then um I really started looking into it quite a lot um and then I spoke to my um therapist at the time and then she's like yeah okay let's go through the yes DSM I forgot the yep. word but DSM-5 yeah. criteria yep Yep, that's the one. So she went through that and she started talking talking me through that and she's like, Yeah, that kind of indicates that you're that you're most likely um on the ADHD spectrum. Um and so that was like, Okay, cool, fantastic. Now what do I actually do about that? Because like it's becoming like a huge issue where like days will go by and I just barely get anything done. Like I just for so long, I'd be sort of um, just coming up with reasons why I couldn't do something and couldn't figure out why I couldn't do something. Like I was getting very, very good with excuses yep. and um, coming up with creative ideas why I can't actually do something um, as opposed to actually doing it to start with. And then I'm like, cool, so what do I sort of do from there? And she's like, yep, go to your doctor tell your doctor that you want to be like, um, that you want to go see like a, what's the word? Psychiatrist. Psychiatrist is the word. Yep. Yep. And so um, I went from there and my time with the psychiatrist was terrifying to say the least because I went into that um, scared because I'm like, well, what if he says that like I'm all kind of making this up or anything like that? And then I was reading online for like ages about like what the psychiatrist appointments are like, what it's what it's like, what they go through, what they ask. And then so I saw online like a lot of people in their school reports would say something. I went through a phase like years ago where I got rid of like all my school reports because I thought they were quite negative because they always said she's off in her own world, she's really good when she focuses on one thing, but then everything else, she's like distracted by everything else around yep. her. And I remember when I did modelling as a kid, um, I tried doing it and I thought, oh, yeah, this would be great. And then like halfway through, um, I get distracted by glitter on the floor and other things just floating around that I couldn't actually focus um, at all. And then when looking back in time, all this stuff and especially when my grandparents had 
this thing on my door as a kid where it said, keep, keep this, um, keep this, um, door shut, please, in big, big words. And I just, my mind just wasn't there. I was just in a different zone. And then when I was looking back on all of that, like, it made me nervous, but then it also made me feel better because I'm like, I do still have a few school reports that say that kind of situation. Um, mm-hmm. I do still have, like, the fact that I went through all this, the fact that I've gone through so much for so long and I've been trying to just kind of mask and fit in and make everything seem like it makes sense. Um, then when I got to the point of... um when I was in the psychiatrist appointment, I was terrified. I was like, he's going to just say I'm crazy, like I'm making this all up, like you just need to just focus more. And so then I also mentioned the fact that I'm also binge eating as well, like binge eating, binge shopping, that's something that I have a lot of issues with, which also comes under that ADHD blanket as well, which um, at the time I didn't really realise, but then he was asking me, stuff along those lines and it's like okay well I'm gonna try you on Vyvanse because that's um that's something that helps people with binge eating see how it goes come back and see me in like a month or something like that I can't remember um but basically I went through and then from pretty much that first time that I took Vyvanse I'm just like it just clicks like everything that I didn't need to make up those excuses I didn't need to kind of fake it I didn't need to pretend I just needed to just do everything and it would just happen like it wouldn't need to be like a big brain process to be able to shift one from one part of the brain to the other part of the brain and then it just kind of worked out from there um and then when I went back and saw him um then he's um what was it adult diag uh late late stage diagnosis or adult diagnosis or something like that um, at the time when he said that, I was just like, oh, my God, that is, like, such a relief for me because, like, for so long, like, I just thought I was lazy. I thought I wasn't good enough. I thought I just I just got distracted too easily. I thought, like, there was so much that I couldn't do. And even though the fact that, like, I made it through uni and things like that, um, I made it through by simply doing everything at the last moment possible where I'd miss really obvious glaring things. I'd even, even in school and things, like it was just throughout my whole life, there was like all these little bits and pieces that I never actually worked out was because of this. Um, And for so long, like I was scared that it might be bipolar or something like that because my family does have a history of that. And to know that like it's, it's not that, that there's actually something that actually explains it, that Vyvanse actually, it's changed my life in so many ways that I can actually do my job. I can actually be a successful human. I can actually get from like one place to another place and kind of make my way there without any like distractions and without being off with the fairies, as they used to say when I was back in school. So knowing that like that it can happen and the fact that it just happened through watching an episode of Hoarders when I was meant to be doing work, I'm just like, yep, that's, it makes sense. I love those epiphanies from people. Like it's everyone has like a different moment in their life where they realise they have that aha moment and they're like, hang on a second, that 
that feels very familiar and relatable. And now with all the media and all that kind of thing out there and social media, we're, we're seeing more people posting about things like ADHD and how it affects them on the daily basis. And then you're kind of going, well, that's me too. So it kind of, it's liberating and it's empowering because you're kind of getting that answer before you even really get the answer and you start to feel better about yourself straight away but yeah. it is there's, there's such a knock-on effect because I like I know I there's days where I'm like there's something on the floor and I'm like I just need to pick that up and I'm standing there I'm like just pick it up and I can't pick it up and people are just like come on seriously and as you were saying with like going to a psychiatrist you'll be thinking with that whole thinking of is he gonna just think I'm crazy um so many people do think that they don't think ADHD exists, but it's so real. And it's just, it's, yeah, there's so many stigmas and things like that attached. And then you do, you go into a spiral. Like if you stress more, you eat more and it just, it all interconnects. And it's, yeah, I I have similar problems when I get really stressed out. I just start eating a lot of really bad foods. And recently I've been through a lot of stressful situations and I've put weight on, I know I'm only just starting to lose it again because I'm now on anxiety medication to kind of, you know, calm my brain down. But it's, it is, it's, it's kind of, it's just chaos in your brain all the time and it must feel really good. I I haven't gone down the medication path yet. I was only diagnosed last year, but um, I have a feeling stimulants won't work for me, but it must be really good to just literally all of a sudden like the fog must just lift and all yeah. of a sudden it's like, yeah, it just must be an amazing like, feeling. For years I've just been sort of coping like with the with these own things I've sort of come up with on my own when, I re- when I've discovered later on that this is what other people do to, to, to be able to cope. Like when I see like a big pile of stuff that's overwhelming, I just quickly just chuck it all into a basket, just get it out of my face and I'm like, I'll just handle that. At another time, like, if I see something that's, like, if it looks chaotic, I'm just like, nope, not even going to try and sort it. You're just all getting chucked in a basket and then that makes the immediate area easy so I can target those individual areas because otherwise there is no way I can work through that. Like, even with even with my medication, like, I'm not perfect, but it does help a lot in being able to just place everything into the right zone, being able to just focus and being able to live life basically yeah I get really triggered by clutter but then I have a real problem with cleaning up clutter and I'm always like trying to go okay one room at a time just do this room today and then move on to another room another day but then you also have I don't know like your you've got organization but in a chaotic way like you've got piles of things around and you're like don't touch that pile because I know what's in that pile and I know you know systematically like trying to explain to my partner like when when he texts me randomly when I'm at work he's like where is this and I'm like I know in my brain where it is like I know exactly where it is but trying to explain it to you will like destroy me so I'm like it's just easier just leave it I will deal with it when I come home and even if I don't deal with it straight away it may be six months but I will eventually deal with it when I clear through the other stuff and I'm like, it's exactly where. Um, And then sometimes I do this thing where I'm like, I put things in a space that makes sense, but what makes sense to me changes from 
day to day. So then I've just kind of gotten used to like a few different places that are my make sense piles in different rooms. So that's kind of how I manage otherwise. I'm like, I just lose my stuff way too often. And I've also like attached tiles to everything, like attaching Bluetooth binders to literally anything that I use daily because I will lose every single thing daily. Even with medication, it's it just happens because my mind just is not switched on to everything at the same time. So that's that's my just... favourite hack, just attaching Bluetooth <laughs> Bluetooth um, tiles to basically anything that is remotely important to get my way through it. That's a good idea though because it is. It's like there's that push-pull and then you're constantly, your mind's constantly busy and you can't, you just can't, you just can't focus on one thing and that's really the only way to describe it is, you know, when they say, oh, look, a squirrel, that is literally how to describe it because you'll, like even I go walk for walks with my um, friend who's also, she's the same diagnoses as me she's got she's autistic and ADHD and we'll be talking and it's really nice to talk to people that have the same diagnoses because we just get each other and we'll be walking along and we'll be talking about something and I'll be like oh look at that dog and then I'll just go straight back to what I was saying (laughs) so you kind of just you know um but you you also do that because you're scared you're going to forget what you were going to say so you kind of it's hard because it's seen as being really rude as well because you'll kind of interject in a conversation when you pre probably socially shouldn't, but it's just our, our way of going, okay, we need to put our two cents in now because we're going to forget if you talk for another five minutes. Yeah. We won't know what we were going to say. And- like, so, so often, like, I'm like, I'm prompting people. I'm like, I was talking about this because um, I'll, I'll just lose my thoughts so damn often. So I'll just be like, I was saying this and then they're like, is it this? And I'm like, no, but it was related to um, the sky is blue. Uh, oh, yeah, it was about the weather in Spain or something like that. Like it's just the most – my brain finds it connected, but no one else will find it connected. So I just have to backtrack so often. And, yeah, I just – my partner's like, yeah, you just like brought up like six completely unrelated things in like two minutes and I'm like but it's all connected in my brain it's just wired in a different order so yeah on the outside it's just bizarre but for us it's just normal (laughs) but I mean tell tell me a little bit about your career and how you kind of got to where you are and you know what you do within that space so um I work as a reporter with the Courier Mail Courier Courier Mail my um, pronunciation isn't the best all, all the time. Um, but basically, yeah, when I was in uni, there was, I could have, if I had my medication when I was back at uni, it would have helped massively. But at that point, I was just basically just trying to get through every single day. And um, when I was younger, I was diagnosed with, and well, younger as in like a few years before ADHD, but it was very obvious that I had anxiety from a very, very young age. And for me, um, my anxiety kind of helped me because it put that extra pressure on me that if I don't do this, then it's just going to lead to like the worst chaos in it's going to lead to the end of the world. So that kind of pushed me um, to where I need to 
go um but yeah for so long like my anxiety and my ADHD kind of worked against me um for for so long um when I graduated uni like I had that anxiety of like being not good enough and everything like that because I was scared of because I know in journalism you have to find um your own stories and things like that like it's not always going to be someone telling you what stories you need to do it's also a lot of finding your own stuff and for me I was like I was scared of that because like I'd get distracted and I'd be like oh yeah I have this idea and then I wouldn't know how to actually put that in words and actually make that make sense and turn that into like an actual idea um and yeah so it went like all over the place um where I did like a lot of online writing and things like that about certain things um and it ultimately kind of led me back around a path that brought me to here where I'm at now and now doing this now that I'm actually medicated like if I did this when I actually graduated uni 10 years ago there would be no way I'd be able to do what I'm doing right now without it like being able to just execute an idea from like start to finish come up with like a story and then plan out like how I'm gonna do it it doesn't always make a lot of sense to other people other than me and I've found that for me if I don't have any everything laid out in like some sort of spreadsheet or some sort of list like of things I'm working on I just can't keep track of what stories I'm doing or anything that's even happening so unless I have it written down somewhere there is no way no way my brain could get that all from there to there so I just have to like keep notes on my phone and then I lose the notes which is really helpful so then I try and stick in certain keywords and then search by the keywords and it's yeah it's very chaotic but um but now, um, now that I've realised that my anxiety and my ADHD are working really well together, um, and especially the ADHD side, I find that more as a strength because, because of how my brain like associates things, it can come up with story ideas from nothing pretty much and make it into something. So if anything, I think it's made me be more creative because I've realised that my brain has that little shortcoming in so often, like so often I've had to deal with certain things that I've had to kind of make new mental pathways to be able to make things make sense. It's very confusing what goes on in my brain, but I'm like if I hadn't have gone through everything that I did in my 20s and went through all that, then I wouldn't be doing what I am as successfully as I am now and in the role that I'm doing like I try and um I try and spotlight like as many different people like from diverse backgrounds like it for me because I work online like I'm in the digital space it's a lot of things that like that aren't what society normally deems as normal so it's usually anything anyone that like does something a little bit different or has like a different view of certain things like oh yeah I'll just sort of go all out there with like the stories that I do 
Um, and that's that's a bit for me where it's like giving back a bit in that I can highlight people that are different and make them seem normal in a way that seems normal within their community of their brain space. I don't know. It's confusing. But that's why I'm like, that's why I write like 10 million drafts until I get my words in a way that makes sense and the end result is fabulous. It's just, yeah, you don't want to be sitting in my brain when I'm actually (laughs) writing and coming up with ideas and things like that. It sounds like your personal story is very much kind of based on adaptability, like you found a way to adapt all these things. And I mean, anxiety is very much fight or flight mode. And it sounds like you've kind of managed to tap into the fight mode to then be able to kind of counteract that ADHD component. And it's um, it's really interesting. I, I've, I've not spoken to anyone yet that has kind of drawn that conclusion with um, with those things. But it's also like I, I spoke to somebody yesterday who's ADHD as well and he, he's written a book about ADHD and he was saying very similar things to you about not being able to kind of construct words properly but like knowing what he wants to say but not knowing how to kind of put it into words that make sense and he was telling me, I can't remember the the name of the app but when I remember it I will mention it. Um, it's, yeah, he puts all the words or puts in what he said um, or if he's interviewed someone, he puts what they said into it and then it literally spits it back out in a way that makes sense. Um, I don't know if you use something similar, but I thought that's really interesting that um, there's things like that out there now. It's an AI platform of some description, but yeah. um, but it's it's nice too. Like it sounds like you've found a niche with what you do and being able to kind of, I don't know, when you find out you're neurodivergent, it kind of becomes like this little side passion of yours. Like, I don't know if everyone's the same, but I find that, you know, I want to be able to advocate for people and raise awareness where possible and kind of, you know, give people plugs where I can that if they've got a business and then you're a divergent life, just kind of wanting to really do all I can to uplift that community because we do do it quite tough and there is a lot of, of hardships along the way we we make do um, but sometimes you know making do isn't isn't necessarily fantastic uh, yeah. <laughs> you want to be able to live not just survive but it's it's nice to chat to people that have kind of made it and be able to show people that it's possible it's just kind of trying to find your own way to get to that point because everyone yeah. does get to that point at a different you know in a different way That's the thing for me, like, yeah, it's just pretty much adapting. Like, I've, I do things pretty much in the most backwards way compared to everything, everyone else. Like, I have, the only way to manage my finances is I have, like, 15 different bank accounts because I'm like, if it's, if it's in one pile, there is no way that my brain can work through that and categorize it I need to physically see it in all those different piles and I have it all automatic into those piles and it's like with my emails if I see all all the emails in just one folder I can't so as soon as like I get a new email account I spend like hours and hours setting up email rules because if I don't then there is no way that I can actually work through that at all and it just creates this big cycle of overwhelm and then makes my anxiety worse and it's it's so much of a challenge like I know I do things the hard way to start with but it 
like I do a whole lot of productivity hacks basically but it's not necessarily like stuff that I've found online it's just for me stuff that I've discovered over the years it's like it's the only way that I can handle it because if I don't then there is no way that I'm going to get from point A to B and be a functional human and live life and like I feel I still feel chaotic in like every way but I'm just trying to find as many different ways to be able to handle everything and not like completely use my brain uh, yeah waste my brain effectively and then when I get those weird times of inspiration where I'm inspired I'm like that's fantastic I will achieve those things I need to and I may not do it for another six months but I will I will embrace it while it's here and then just, yeah, I just follow the path basically that whatever my brain's like, yep, let's do this, I just follow it. Well, there's no magic pill, is there? Like it, it, that medication helps but it doesn't like cure anything. It, yeah. You've still got your your challenges. And, I mean, I, I can totally relate with what you're saying. I'm a full-on email hoarder. Like I'm just looking right now at my email and it's sitting at 39,000 unread emails and that's like eventually it's just like I'm just going to burn that one down and start again because just like I can't deal with it. And Me, um, yeah, setting up those rules is like the biggest like – thing um and like I'll leave stuff in the inbox until I have time to sort those rules because if I don't then I will just mentally hate it next time that it happens again so I will like make a point to purposely not handle certain things and then if things is things are in a certain folder and like I've deemed them as irrelevant they go into a particular email address from a particular company or whatever I'm just like yep Michael is red I'm like I know that I'm safe because I've set up those rules to be able to help me because otherwise I cannot deal with my emails and in especially in my role where emails are like a lifeblood <laughs> where you communicate with people so often that's the only way um that I can actually deal with it and same with messenger like I will archive conversations straight away like as soon as I'm done doing that certain thing but then I'll make a note in my notepad of who I've been talking to for so-and-so for what story and things like that because if I don't archive seeing that big list of people is just too much of an overwhelm things need to be as simple and as small as possible in little bite-sized packages of things to be able to handle things because if they're not simple if they're not like small then there is no way I can handle it and even with Vivance like for example when it takes me about an hour and a half for Vivance to kick in and I know when it's kicked in because I suddenly like it just makes sense to me it's like ah I have messages to respond to I know how to respond to them it's like this gear in my brain is kicked in and I know how to achieve those tasks that I want I wasn't able to achieve the day before and like it does it does increase my heart rate which makes sense because it's like that trigger um but for me I'm like there's so much that it helps with it just helps me handle like daily conversations and being a human being and especially in my role where it's very much about human connections and things like that um, that's why having Vivance does help because it just makes me able to handle conversations with more than one person because before that, 
I was notoriously the worst person at messaging people. Like I, I tried, I really, really tried. But for me, when I don't have too much else on that I need to immediately tackle, and when that Vivance kicks in, that's the perfect spot where like a lot of my friends and family will suddenly see messages from me where they haven't seen it for days. But that's when my brain's like, this is a space that I can handle. And then I tick through those tasks. I message those people and then I archive the chat because I'm like, cool, that's done. That's good. I've um, I've communicated what I need to communicate. My brain switched on that part because um, sometimes it feels like a button in my head that I just, that Vivance just presses and it works. And it's really good, but then it kind of comes unraveled when people respond straight away and then I've archived or I've gotten distracted and it's, so it's not, not 100% perfect, but that's the way that I handle those little overwhelming tasks by literally archiving, compartmentalizing just whenever that, that level kicks in with my brain and my brain is able to process things. That's when I go through, I archive things I've responded to um, and there's things from even like six months ago where it will still be in my pile. If it's archived, I'm like, cool, I'm done, I've dealt with it, it's done. But then if there, there's things from six months ago where I'll randomly respond to it and the person's going to be like, "What? why are you responding now? But it's been in that pile for so long and it hasn't been archived, so it's still there but I just don't have capacity to be able to deal with it. And that's also something that I think is really important too, um, being aware of what capacity I have and not taking on too many projects because that is something that I do a lot. Because when the inspiration strike, well, it's crazy because it's like, it's Vivance is like effectively the inspiration, but it's like, it's just that piece of me that's switching on my brain to make it work. Um, because when that works, I have like so many ideas and it's just a matter of trying to sort through those ideas and make it work. And I've totally lost where my brain was at. I was at a really good point, like two seconds ago and I've lost it, but it will come back at some point, probably not today, but someday it will be back. But yes, as I was saying, that's my, um, I don't even know where I started that, that monologue. That's all right. I mean, it sounds like your brain can always ask the questions, but it can't answer the questions without the Vivance. So yeah. it kind of, once you have the Vivance, the answers kick in and then everything just makes sense. And I can definitely relate with the project thing. Like um, when, when I get hyper-focused, all of a sudden I want to do all the things, but then I have to keep reminding myself, slow down, you're going to burn yourself out. That's too much. And it is, it's, it sounds like you need to write an article on ADHD hacks. Have you done that? Or <laughs> I actually gen, I actually haven't, but I genuinely should. Like not in you the really kit, you message me that because <laughs> I will forget it. You need to, yeah, message me that because otherwise <laughs> I will forget it. But that is actually that is generally yeah. something that can help the community. Yeah, um, even productive. Like not necessarily ADHD life hacks because I don't want to diagnose people that aren't actually diagnosed and haven't actually spoken to professionals and talk through their issues. But um, but even productivity life hacks, even things like that, those little sparks may actually hit for them. That's actually a really great idea and a fantastic article idea. I love it. I need to do that. 
um, that will make people that will make Brisbane's life easier because I I have got this this down to an art I swear with my digital productivity. Well, I think like if you're saying, oh, I'm ADHD, and you might be too, if these productivity hacks help you um it it may be enough to kind of spark that you know like you had that epiphany with the hoarders videos uh the person i spoke to yesterday had an epiphany when a seven-year-old asked him a question he was like oh my god (laughs) um so yeah i mean what would you what advice would you give to somebody who suspects they might have adhd as an example um but they're not diagnosed yeah, just um, go see a doctor and ask to see a psychiatrist um, or speak to your therapist. Ask them to see the DSM-5. I know it sounds really crazy, but also um, on Reddit, there's this thing called ADHD memes. And I know it sounds weird to go through that, but a lot of the stuff I do directly associate to. And I have actually gone on to the other ones like, um, autism memes and OCD memes and stuff like that. And I don't actually, like, I'd maybe, like, associate with one or two of those things, but not to the point where when I see the ADHD memes subreddit, for example, I can actually strongly associate with a lot of them. And then when I read through the comments, I'm like, hey, there's some actual, like, great ideas to actually help work through life. So, I mean, it's not... It's not necessarily a diagnosis, but it also helps um, helps your brain make sense that if you go to, for example, a whole bunch of ADHD memes and you maybe like associate with maybe one, two, three or four, something like that, where it's not like the majority, you're like, hey, then it's probably not a, not necessarily full-blown ADHD, like, as, like it is a spectrum. Um, and that's what I was told as well, which I didn't really expect that I had some autistic traits where I was like, okay, fabulous. I wasn't expecting that when I came to talk about ADHD, but good to know. Um, but it's the fact that, yeah, if you can, if you can associate with like a lot of those things that does say online, and I don't recommend going into TikTok because that will that will create an algorithm that's just going to show the same things. It's just going to be like a self-fulfilling prophecy and it's not good for not good for your brain, not good for the algorithm. So Reddit, for example, like if you go on the specific subreddits like ADHD memes, look through them. It sounds crazy, but if you can actually associate with some of those and there is not another reason why you think it makes sense, then that is kind of what I'm thinking Um is probably going to be the best way to go about it. And then also do that thing where you look at the other ones, where you look at the other memes, some reddits, like OCD, OCD memes, autism memes, go through those as well. If, yeah, if you're not feeling a strong correlation between any of them, then there's a good chance that you don't necessarily have it, that there may be something else because it's complicated, like ACD, ACD, not, not even what I'm, not even what I'm talking about, but ADHD can share parts with other other sort of diagnoses. So it's good to look at those things, but don't be invested in it. It's only if you see where almost every second thing is something you can strongly relate to, then that is a point where you should seek out a doctor. But again, don't go on TikTok. That's just going to um, show you the show the algorithm that you like that stuff and it's going to keep on showing you to the point where it's going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy you're going to emulate those things 
without even realizing and it's just not going to help you as a whole but if you seek out specific things online like as i mentioned reddit is going to be is a fantastic resource for specific pointless little things um that way and it won't directly affect your algorithm or your viewing habits anywhere else so your body won't naturally start emulating those things so if you go into it with a clear mind have a look at those see hey if you are associating with a lot of those things and you look at those other subreddits as that focal point where like you're like okay there is like i've heard a lot about this this diagnosis and there's a good chance that like i don't have that read all those as that focal point to start with see see if you associate with any of those memes and then go to the adhd one look at those look at those memes use that so it's like kind of like a scientific um sort of factor where you go to that neutral one check that to get your base level and then go look at those adhd memes see if you relate to anything at all um if it is strongly every second thing then there's probably a good chance that it is worth talking to your doctor seeing a psychiatrist trying out medication seeing if that helps and yeah sort of going from there but don't just don't just say that you are because tiktok it's all over your tiktok algorithm that is the worst thing you can do um it is bad it's bad for your brain to keep on looking at that stuff and yeah just seek stuff out yourself but just be wary the more you watch it on youtube tiktok reels shorts that is going to influence your algorithm it's going to make you see that stuff whether you are or not and you're going to start thinking that way yeah the best thing is independently seek out things and yeah that was a very long way to say that but yeah don't 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 break your don't break your algorithm looking into this I love that. Uh, it's ADHD memes written by ADHDers for ADHDers. So, <laughs> you know, you might as well use what, what's out there. I love that. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been amazing to chat to you. And um, you've got, yeah, so much wisdom when it comes to this stuff. So I look forward to that next article. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for the idea. I really appreciate that because I'm like, I love ideas like that where I can just work through when I have spare time fantastic thank you awesome. so much it's been great talking to you i know i talk a lot um so I, know I. I talk pretty much the whole time but i'm like <laughs> that is why i do i talk a lot and there is sometimes really great gems that come out of there <laughs> exactly exactly thank you again and i'm sure we can we can do a follow-up interview at some stage thank you it's good chatting to you have a great one you too